0: I'm really excited that more people are in the game now. So a lot lot more young people are going to capitalize than before because it was all a rich person's game up to like three, four, five years ago. But now the young adults are in there. Now the young adults are building their portfolios and they're not touching it. You know, so I'm definitely going to see some effects of that in in the next couple years. And I'm really excited for these people.
1: You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast For nurses, by nurses, aspiring to financial independence. I'm your host, Nasima McElroy of Financially Intentional. Let's spark some flames, y'all. Welcome to episode 77 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome and cheers to igniting your fire. I'd be eternally grateful if you took a moment to leave a review or share with other nurses that you know could benefit. So in this episode, I wanted to bring on my friend, Kenesha Mage, though she is not a nurse, She has played a major role in increasing financial literacy in her home country of Jamaica. And I know many of my listeners are from the diaspora, from the Caribbean, from Africa, and can totally relate to her story. She shares her trials and tribulations when it comes to just learning about money, but the expectation she's had to have and how she has single-handedly shifted her family. Legacy. Kinesia Maids is a personal finance strategist, founder of Thriving Dollars and an internationally certified financial education instructor with over seven years of experience helping young professionals transform their financial lives. She currently offers personal finance education and management training across various institutions and organizations within Jamaica and the wider region and offers practical and applicable financial coaching to young professionals who need help navigating their financial journeys. Episode 77 of the Nurses on Fire podcast, this nurse is dismantling negative money perceptions. All right. Nurses on fire. I'm super juiced to have Kinesia Mays join us. Kinesia is a good friend and the founder of Thriving Dollars. And I wanted to bring her on because I believe she has an amazing money story and something that I know that a lot of us can relate to. So, hey, Kinesia. Hey, hey, hey,
0: Nasima. Thank you for having me here. Of
1: course, of course. And so we'll just dive into your money story. I know you are a native Jamaican.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's seven, six, all day, every day. Wagwan people. (laughs) Right. I'm a native
1: Oaklander, but I love Jamaica.
0: (laughs) We welcome you.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I really probably selfishly wanted to just interview because I probably want to like exile to jamaica and
0: (laughs) hey we'll take you we'll take you
1: oh thank you do my business here you guys need to take in american refugees (laughs) Uh, you know hopefully things will get better since we got a black woman vice president we'll see
0: Mm -hmm. with some jamaican in her too hey kamala
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let's not forget that. She's the combination of us both. She's from the Bay Area and she's Jamaican. So, hey. <laughs> See,
0: she's going to do well. We believe in her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you can give a brief introduction and we'll hop into your money story.
0: Okay. So, my name is Kenny Shea Mays, founder of Thriving Dollars it's a digital financial literacy platform for young professionals i started in 2015 after going through my highs and lows with money and you know the things that i started to figure out i was quite frankly just annoyed at the fact that no one had taught me that before in my life and i had to go through so much to learn the little that i did learn at the time and i just decided that i wanted to make that information available For everyone else, because this is like, it wasn't even like high level stuff like I know now. It said, like at that time was the bare minimum. And so that's why I started Thriving Dollars. So we've been going strong for five years. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do.
1: I love that. You said like what you said, it's the basic stuff that people just don't know. People think like knowing about money is like super advanced and like all this high level, like trading and tax optimization. That's crazy. It's not about that. It's really about the small things that set that foundation. And then once you have that foundation and, and are able to like really stack then you can get into that high-level stuff because money makes money. There's
0: nothing that makes money more than money. That's exactly what I did. Started at the basics and now I'm using more advanced strategies. But at the beginning, it was like, y'all couldn't teach me this in high school and y'all were trying to force math on my throat. Like you're teaching me Pythagoras, you're teaching me trigonometry, like you're teaching me all these dumb things that I don't use in my real life right now. But you don't want to tell me how to open a brokerage account? Like what? Basic, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And I think and I love what you're doing because I think that you're bridging that knowledge gap. And that's so important. And there can't be enough of us in this
0: space. And we have a long way to go. So
1: thank you for fighting that good fight.
0: <laughs> for sure. Listen, man, I feel like I've for the first three years, I spent just running up in just brick walls because at the time where I was talking about financial literacy in Jamaica, like it didn't exist, to be quite honest with you. Like you couldn't Google some of the things that you can Google now and get any information. Like I learned the US stock market, then apply that to the Jamaican context. That's how I learned to trade in Jamaica, right? There was no information available locally. So even using terms, I remember I hired a copywriter and she was writing some copy for the website and she was like oh you got to get rid of the term financial literacy no one knows what that is and to be fair to her she was right at the time She was 100 percent right in jamaica it didn't exist but no it's so normal for you to be talking about these things even when i created my money meetup event series that was a way to get people comfortable talking about money in public and now i'm seeing you know a lot of those seeds that were planted earlier on i'm seeing the results of those no so but for the first three years I'm gonna be honest with you it's all cricket and tumbleweed no joke
1: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I know how that is but you didn't just start there I mean I want to talk about where you started like how did you even begin to want to do better with your money
0: what what happened you know what's so funny I thought I just thought you were supposed to save because my parents had this wooden thing that they put coins in. And I always saw them doing it as a child. So I just thought it was something that you were supposed to do. I did not know these two people are horrible with money. I swear to you. Like, <laughs> I had no clue. Like that was their only saving grace as it relates to finances. I truly didn't know. And so I started to even learn in math, funny enough, like my mom had a friend who lived with us at a time. And each day she would have me empty, empty the coins and I would count how much was there today versus the, the previous day. And that's how I was learning my additions and my subtractions, right? So I really learned math with, with money in real life. But I just kept doing that thing, you know, putting my coins away. And I did that through a primary school, what you guys call elementary school, because we get lunch money. It's a concept in Jamaica. You give the children money for the day for transportation and food. And so I was doing that throughout school and I thought, well, I just thought that's what you were supposed to do. And when I got to high school, I started like really just liking to have money because I've only ever wanted to be two things in my life, rich and an entrepreneur. Like I've aspired for nothing else, right? So I just started to put my money away, but then I started to get strategic with it. So I'd, I'd get a calendar. You know, we didn't have Google Calendar at those times. So I'd get my paper calendar, and I'd count how many weeks were in the semester. So I'd know how much lunch money I was going to get. I'd put a savings goal, and then I'd reverse engineer it based on how many weeks were in the semester. Cause you know, I knew I get this amount of lunch money. I want to have this amount by the end of the semester. I need to save this amount per day or per week to get here. And I started doing that and it was great for me, but there was also a downside, which is that I started becoming responsible for my own back to school pretty early. Like I was taking care of my back to school expenses at like 13, 14, you know, cause my parents were like, well, <laughs> do you have money? So it got to the point where they were like, Oh, we do uniform, and what was it? They did uniform and something else and everything was on me, like the bag, the shoes, like that's all useless. And I I thought it was normal at the time to be honest with you, but no, in hindsight, I'm like, that was a mess. You can't have no child taken care of adult expenses. What's that? You know? <laughs> but at the time I didn't realize it. But I just kind of maintained that saving habit throughout high school. And when I got my first job. I remember going to the bank and opening my salary account and she opened the, the lady, she opened two accounts for me Which well, one was that my salary would go in this one. And then there was the next immediate transaction that would happen into the second account that didn't have a debit card where it would pull a fixed amount each week. And I would be just saving that money that way. Like I never saw the money. So I didn't care for it. I was actually making a lot of money too. So it, I didn't even really miss it or need the money. So I continued with that. But then my mom decided, you know, she ain't going to live in Jamaica no more. So, like, it was random. It was just we had a conversation, like, a, a week, and then a week later she's gone. Like, I'm 19. I'm living on my own. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> she, I swear to you. It was like, she was like, could you live on your own? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I could. Because, you know, you're going to say yes to things like that. But then the following week, it was like, she was like, okay, well, here's the key. Because we had a house that had a tenant, but we had, the tenant had passed, so we had to close it for a while. She's like, okay, well, there's a key. And then the following week, she was gone. And I'm like, so, like, okay, I guess I'm going <laughs> to figure this out. Yeah. And so, but when, before she left, though, she needed some money to make up for her ticket. So I remember I had ten thousand and eight dollars in the account, and she needed ten thousand of those dollars, and I had to give her what took weeks to accumulate that money, and that's ten thousand Jamaican dollars. Ten thousand Jamaican dollars. Okay. <laughs> but the point is, I only had eight dollars. You can't even buy a, a candy, a piece of candy for eight dollars in Jamaica. Like that's not even a thing, right? And then. I remember getting to later that year, getting to about 32000 And then she needed someone she owed some more money somewhere. I had to give them 28000 of those dollars. So I kept having to start from scratch. So my breaking point came when she came back to Jamaica for a visit. And then when she was ready to leave, she was asking me for money to make up for her ticket. I'm like, well, how you got here if you didn't know how you was going to get yourself back to where you're coming from? Like, what do you mean? Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> so I was like, nah, like truly no, because I kept having to start over from scratch and that was really annoying to me, you know? And so we had a massive fight and it got worse because the following day she went to my bank and she came home. Because had, I hadn't even left my job at the time and she didn't know, but I was fine because I had money, but I, was, I hated being there so she didn't know, but she went to my job asking them because I told her I was on a contract break because I know how my mom is where I was still young, like super early 20s, if, if I was even 20 or 21 at the time. But if, I, if she knew that I didn't have a job, she, her insti- instincts would kick in. Like she needed to stay there to protect me and I needed her, God. Like. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I'm on a contract break. So she went to my job asking my manager so when is she gonna like when is she gonna get off this break and he's like get off the break she left and she was mad so then she went to the bank and she tried to figure out how to get the money that she needed for her ticket and the bank was like we can't give you her money like this is not a joint account." so she comes home furious i went to the bank and they told me i can't get the money i'm like you went to the bank like what do you mean you went to the bank so then she's saying all this stuff about my job, but I'm stuck at you went to the bank. So <laughs> we had a really massive fight, just massive. And I said, like, when I was at the walkout, slammed the door, like, if you are a Jamaican or if you know a Jamaican also, you don't do that, you will die. Right. But I was like, mm, like, that was, it felt disrespectful to me. So. I just left. I walked around the community. I was pacing, raging for hours, just walking in the dead of night. I'm not even talking like 9, 10 p.m. In the dead of night, just couldn't get the anger out. And I made a decision on that walk. Like, you know what? Since me having money is such a problem, let me not have money anymore. Like, I can't see it in my account and enjoy it there. I can't spend it on myself. So let me just blow it. Let me just be done with it once and for all. And so that's what I did. I just started Money that took me years to accumulate, I was just like, just <laughs> spending. Like, when I tell you I was spending so much, and one thing you'll know, my is when you get into the cycle of spending, it doesn't stop, right? So even when the money runs out, the addiction is still there. Mm-hmm. So when the money ran out, I was clearly using my credit card. And then I had gotten an next job by that time, but boy, I hated it. Man, I hated it. So I've never really been good at the, the whole jobs thing, to be honest with you. I lasted maybe, I don't think, I maybe lasted four or five months, to be honest. But I left, and when I left, I, well, I was managing the credit card, but at this point, no, I need to feed myself. But I don't have the money coming in as usual where I'd use the card, then pay it back from a salary. No, it was just use the card. We don't know how we're going to pay it back, but use the card. And I did that for a couple of months. And leading into 2013, Man, I remember having a moment where I was like, nah, this is, because coming from where I was, this was like a low, like an all-time low. And I remember calling my mentor like, I need you to teach me how to be rich because I'm over here broke and it's not working. So I need you to tell me how to be rich. And he came to see me the following year a couple of days later and he gave me this flash drive with like a million audiobooks. And I remember just being so annoyed because I'm, I'm thinking step one, step two, rich this man is giving me homework 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 maybe rich that's what everybody thinks yep it's research mm-hmm. i was annoyed i wanted like sir you could have pulled up with a million dollars you didn't have to pull up with a flash drive you know that's what my am thinking was like give me a million and teach me how to flip it you are gonna give me homework so i was very annoyed no joke But and I ignored it for months. Like that's how annoyed I was. Like I was like I'm not doing none of this shit. (laughs) Not doing this. And when I had a really low moment, I remember just being home one Sunday. Like I was at a breaking point. Like I cannot continue. Like I don't. The fact that I'm looking under my bed for maybe food that I lost months ago. Like no, I can't live like this anymore. And I needed something in my spirit. Like I just needed to hear someone say to me that things would get better. And so I decided to go through the audiobook. And the second one I listened to was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And when he started talking about making money work for you, I remember just being confused. Like, what the hell does that mean? And I called my mentor the following day. Like, what does this mean? And he broke it down. And I was like, I can buy stocks. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like me currently, presently, like not like when I, He's like, you buy stocks no you don't buy stocks when you're rich you buy stocks to get rich and i was just like confused i was like the, what, no one ever thought to tell me this before and i remember just re- researching like i got obsessive and i started research and i started to call everybody and i started to get all the requirements and i found this one institution where they didn't require millions to start they were just like oh you need 10 you just need 10 grand i'm like I got 10 grand somewhere. Like I'm always putting money in random. Pe- I got 10 grand somewhere. And so I scrounged and I found that little money and I went and I opened my brokerage account. I started reading on the U.S. stock market to apply to the Jamaican context. So first of all, where did
1: you get this mentor? Where did he come from? I'm known as a debt slayer because of the $200,000 in student loans I slayed in two and a half years. I hated those loans and dealing with the loan servicers, I was head down and focused and wanted to get rid of the debt as soon as possible. Knocking out these loans and seeing a zero loan balance was one of the most liberating feelings I have ever felt. But recently I learned that by not optimizing my student loan payoff strategy, I lost money. I'm talking about big money y'all. I could have saved $80,000 if I had a customized student loan plan by the team at Student Loan Planner. Please don't make the same mistake as me. If you have student loan debt, especially in the six figures, head over to studentloanplanner.com financiallyintentional financially intentional to get your customized student loan plan today. Do you know how your retirement funds are invested? Do you know how much you're paying in fees? Chances are, you're on the same boat as some of my coworkers. Some of them set up their retirement when they first got hired and never looked at it again. Some have let a computer select their investments and don't even know what they're invested in. Worst of all, some people have their retirement funds sitting in a savings account, and they're not even invested in the market because they're afraid to lose money. That's hella scary, y'all. What's even scarier is that some of you listening don't even have a clue what I'm talking about and guess what this is super common this has to change today let bloom do the work for you head over to financiallyintentional.com bloom and get your free retirement account analysis they'll check and see if your retirement account is optimized for you and they'll let you know if you're paying too much in fees That's Bloom with three O's. Bloom can also manage your retirement account on an ongoing basis so you can take the stress out of retirement planning. If you choose to work with Bloom, their fees are incredibly low, less than your Netflix subscription. You have enough to worry about. Let Bloom handle your retirement account. The hardest thing you'll have to do when it comes to your retirement is remember that Bloom is spelled with three O's. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash bloom. Remember, spelled with three O's and get your retirement account squared away today.
0: Oh my God, he was, I was working at the furniture store that I left my first job. He was a customer there and I don't even know how it happened because I was cloning him because he had this old man hat on, but he's not old. But the hat, I'm like, where did you get this old man hat from? So I was cloning him. But I think what happened is at my customer service because I always went above and beyond for every single customer. Like I would put everything on the line each day for every customer. And I did something similar for him where he needed delivery at a specific time, at a specific, specific date. And the company wasn't organizing that. I had to call the drivers like, yo, I need you to do this for me. And I made sure he got his items. He and his wife were pleased. And I remember... I think he he came back to the store to get a free gift, and I was having a slump with in, with sales, and he gave me again at that time audiobooks resales, and so that was my first interaction with him in a personal development type of um setting. Well, that was like the second time of me seeing him, and I went through some of them, and they really did help. And then we just kind of casually stayed in touch. Like you know, you call every couple of months. I like, hey, what's up? Like that was a relationship, and he would always happen to just have some solid business advice. So it became eventually normal for me to be like, like I was at a job, I got a promotion, but I also got a job offer. And I remember him calling me just randomly that day. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he talked me through it. And then I'm like, okay, got it. I made my decision. And that's how I was able to leave the job that I had just gotten a promotion at to take the new job, which was less salary. But when he explained all the mechanics, I had commissions. And when you factor in everything, this one gives you better peace of mind. This one is more beneficial in the long run, even though you make less money up front. You know, so he's always just been solid in terms of giving me, giving me those kinds of advice. And that's how I just, he doesn't acknowledge himself as my mentor. He still doesn't claim me. But I, I'm just be like, yeah, you're my mentor. So whatever. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. That's awesome. And I think
1: everybody needs somebody like that in their lives. If not like lean on networks, like you've created, like I've created and find your people. Cause that's super important to have someone to aspire to, or someone to ask questions. I mean, like, <laughs> yes. Okay. And another thing, so, oh, so you, now you're learning that you can actually buy stocks in Jamaica, and you found this brokerage that'll take your ten thousand dollars. So what does ten thousand Jamaican dollars equate to
0: in america in u s? So at the time at the time where exchange rate was under a hundred dollars, so that would have maybe been like maybe one hundred and ten one twenty u s dollars. So we're not even talking about money money, right?
1: Wow, but that's that's phenomenal because most brokerage accounts, I mean like 500 is like the smallest that I've seen. Like they that
0: they'll let you open an account. Oh, the the here, the smallest above that ten thousand was about fifty thousand American dollars. I'm like, if I'm just starting, and that was a thing that annoyed me. Right. I mean now, I mean now there's like Robin Hood and things like that where you can open for nothing. Yeah. And that's exactly that's exactly it, because even no one of the things that I've been blessed to experience in these five years is how much the local landscape has changed because you had this one company where they only require 10000 but then you had everyone else who was like, oh, you need, well, let me use your American dollars. So this company requires, let's say $120, but this one is that, like, oh, you need minimum $50,000. And I was like, if I'm just starting, where does 50 k going to come from, sis? Like, what are we saying here? <laughs> right. And now I'm seeing like all those companies that initially had these 100,000 to get started, 50,000 to get started in US dollars. Now they're all like, open a brokerage account online with no money today. And I'm like, wow. Like, I remember y'all, right? I remember how y'all used to be. But because they're realizing that more young people are coming into the space, because that was a thing too. Young people weren't buying stocks then. Stocks was a rich person's game in Jamaica at that time when I started. But now sharing information, and it's not just like sold credit to me, but it's like I can literally think of the two or three of us that have been actively doing this for three for, for the years that we've been doing it and just sharing that information and getting more people in, engaged and involved. Now these companies realize that, oh, no, young people are coming into the game and young people are not coming into the game with 50K and 100K to start. They're coming in broke, right? They're coming in like with the bare minimum. So how can we make that process easier for them? And in addition to that, like we used to, in order for you to each trade, for you to buy and sell stocks, each trade had to have a minimum of a hundred units of stocks. Like if you're selling minimum hundred units. Oh, like options out here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Minimum to to purchase a hundred units, but now we've gotten down to, and that's this year, 2020, this year. Oh, you can just buy one unit of stock, and I'm like, Well, damn, we, we it took us long enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy because remember, I learned the stock market through the US stock market, so these things that were not happening in Jamaica seemed abnormal to me. Like, why can't I just buy a single unit of stock? They do it, but I can y'all buy fractional shares. Let's talk about how you actually learn the stock market. So, I was on the internet profusely, like, I I'm am I'm a YouTube university. Google, MBA, like I am that person, right? It's nothing that if I get obsessive enough, it's nothing that I can probably figure out how to do open heart surgery. If I get obsessed and I spend enough time researching, no joke, I'm that person. So I was, when I started searching, I was searching for information locally and it didn't exist. Like it was all random budgeting for Christmas. Like it was all like, you know, those lame types. So I'm just like, people are over this, you know? But I couldn't get any concrete or solid information and my thing with my mentor is I don't lean on him, right? He'll give me information, and I'll come back tenfold. I don't sit at his feet to get the entire play. And I think that's why he's continued to invest in me because he's like, I give everybody the same information. You're not special. The difference is I see what you have done with it, and now I give you more high levels of that. I don't share with other people, or I tell you things that things that I'm doing personally, which the only two people on earth who know those things are you and my wife, right? So it's, it's the information, it was just like the bare minimum, do something with it and then I'll see. So I was on the internet, I was researching, 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 couldn't find information locally, but then I found Investopedia. When I opened the brokerage account, like they don't teach me how to use the thing to buy and sell stocks. I'm on there like, okay, how does this work? And I'm seeing words that I don't understand. And so I'm just Googling on Investopedia what this means. And I'm Googling like, there was a couple of different sites that I found. It was Investopedia and a few more. But I was just researching what these words meant, what these terms meant. And I started to apply them to, Jam- to the Jamaican context. And then eventually I started to read or Sunday paper, there's a financial section that gives you like a review of all the, the stocks. And I swear the first couple of times I read that, it was all Spanish. Like I, I oh, <laughs> this means nothing to me. But as I was researching, like I said, using your US sites, I was able to, oh, what's a block trade? Ooh, okay, 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 right? And then I'm starting to apply that information to the, the things that I'm seeing in the local paper. And then I'm like, okay. And I started to figure it out and I started to buy my stocks. Lost a lot of money in the beginning because what the hell was I doing? I did not know. <laughs> but it, I just took, I took it as we just, we were just out here just learning. You know, it was a tuition. And I just kept at it, kept at it until I remember getting to... I found a few people locally in Jamaica who, because I was tweeting about these things randomly, and I think I had maybe written a couple of blog posts or something, and this guy had reached out to me like, hey, I'm going to start an investors group. I was excited because I didn't know anybody else who was doing this. I was like, put me in, please, put me in the game, coach. So he added me to this group, and then we merged with another group with like, I want to say like eight other people. So we're actively in this group. This is about 2016. So we're actively in this group sharing information. And I'm like, this is beautiful. But again, what we're sharing is not just, it's not accessible to the regular person because it's still not information that's available online that you can search. But I started to make a conscious effort to share that knowledge you know through different things through through different mediums and that's what we were doing and i was learning from like i said the stock market here from because i'm currently in houston so i'm saying here as in the us so the stock market here in the us the applying some of that information to the papers that i was reading locally and then connecting with other people who were trading finally when we met up we had like a pool party thing and they were like, oh, how's your portfolio looking? And I'm like, oh, 50% year to date. And everyone stopped. And they were like, I was like, oh, I think that's special. Because I didn't think I was doing anything right. But then everybody's like, what? I'm like, "If y'all are in this for real, for real. And that's special. Like, I got something good over here going on, you know? So I was pretty impressed with myself because I'm just hacking. <laughs> like, I had no clue what I was doing for at least three, four years in, you know? But that's, that's been the, the growth of it. Wow. So self-trained <laughs> trader.
1: <laughs> I mean, not only that, but you've had to teach yourself basically in another language because our stock market is not like your stock market. Speak to some of the differences between the US stock market and the Jamaican stock market.
0: Well, I'll well, speak about current differences because a lot of things have changed since I started. So current differences, you guys have apps like, Robinhood and stuff, we still don't have like an app or anything that we can invest through. But in general, though, that's that's not me bashing the the Jamaican stock market, because what it is actually is that opening financial accounts in general in Jamaica is quite difficult. And a lot of that has to do with U.S. regulations and just different things, you know. So that's one of the key differences. Just we don't have...
1: Well, how does the U.S. regulate Jamaican stock market?
0: So most of our banks locally actually bank with U.S. banks. So, like, we give money to Jamaican banks, but they actually bank with U.S. banks. And so they have to follow those types of regulations and those get passed down to the customers. And not just that, like, just your administrations, like, that has been a challenge for us because even if you look at something, not not finance, but if you look at something like marijuana, Jamaica is known for, if nothing else, weed, music, and track and field. I mean, if nothing else. Those are what we're known for, even more than beaches, perhaps. But when we make steps to legalize it, your administration is like, no, 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 no. Right? And we can get sanctioned for that. But y'all are moving full speed ahead with it, but we're not allowed to right? So that's just an example of how the administration, how some of those get passed down to us locally. So it's the same in the finance. We rely on the U.S. for support, right? Not just monetary, but also just as partners, right? And if we try to do things differently, then we can get sanctioned. As a country, we can get sanctioned for that. So we have to pretty much be on our P's and Q's as it relates to how we operate in jamaica especially in terms of opening financial accounts and a large part of it too has to do with i think lottery scamming even though that's pretty recent but that's a real that's a real thing as well you know so things have just gotten a lot tighter within the past i'll say five six years and i've felt i have literally felt the difference but when you think of it like i am Jamaican, i live in jamaica If I'm here in the U.S., I can walk into a Bank of America. I can walk into Wells Fargo, TD, anybody. I can give them my passport, my driver's license, and I'm out in 15 minutes with an account with a debit card attached to it. I can't do that in Jamaica still, and I'm a Jamaican resident. I live there, right? So that's some of the key differences, not just in terms of the stock market, but just in terms of how the financial markets operate. And so a lot of that trend, um, it trickles down to the stock market where you can't just readily build an app and so like for example y'all have things like mint right you connect all your different bank accounts i don't know when we gonna get there i swear to you like that would be a dream
1: and mint is hella old (laughs) mint is like an og for an og personal finance app too
0: yeah exactly but that would be a dream that's not even like that's not even in the conversation. I swear to you, it's not even on the table, right? That's how far we are. And especially specifically as it relates to the stock market now, like I said, you can do things like fractional shares. We're getting excited now because we're putting commodities on the table. Like <laughs> commodities, you know, coffee, gold. I'm just like this like the fact that we're geeked out about this, we got or sort of an online trading platform. Uh, um, last year, it's called JTrader, where you, the Jamaica Stock Exchange created it, where you can log in and you can see all the orders in the, for each stock, you can see the orders in the queue, like, so the buy, the, the sell queue. You can see the orders, the volume of those orders, etc. When that launched, that was big. That was like, oh my God, finally. But- when that's just like a standard part of our, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's exactly what I'm saying. So the fact that I've been seeing how we're catching up, it's been frustrating as well as exciting because I learned that.
1: It, it sounds like it's been happening pretty fast
0: though. It's been happening because, so, you know, we were the number one stock market in the world a couple of years back to back. So we've always been in the top 10 or 12 for the, we've been in the top 10 for the past 12 years, but we had a couple of years where we were number one in the world, like globally, we were the number one stock exchange. And so what has happened And I don't want to be mean saying this, but the dinosaurs have woken up, right? Because the people, the young adults, are on social media and we're coming at them like, "Hello, hi," because they were sleeping for a long time. It was just casual, like, "Oh well, I mean, you know, rich people are fine." But know that you know the they call us the articulate minority. That's what they call us. So know that the articulate minority is getting on board. Clearly, we need we need differences. Like we need to, we need things to be online. That's the first thing.
1: You need mobile apps. Like stop playing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So now that we are, now that more young people are coming in, coming in the door and they're getting engaged, the stock exchange they've had to wake up. Right. I'm I swear to you, They were doing nothing for a really long time. Like we were not the number one stock exchange in the world because of them. We were the number one stock exchange in the world despite them. Right. Exactly.
1: Wow. And so, if you are the number one stock exchange in the world, despite like all the archaic practices, I mean, like, imagine where you could be. But I want to talk about that. Like, what made the Jamaican market the number one stock market
0: in the world? So, one of the things that happened is that so we have solid companies listed. It's not like I think one of the, the key differences between your market and ours is that low key, no shade, but y'all kind of just let anybody in. <laughs> we don't do that (laughs) like we really don't do that and also because we have a smaller market we regulate a lot more efficiently you guys have so many companies that people are able to do things like what what's his name that guy who stole everyone's money like people are able to do those things and get away with it yeah what's i can't remember his name he's the so we don't, we can't necessarily have those because, like I said, we're very heavily regulated, and more, especially because more people are paying attention. Like we'll be tweeting, like this company has not produced a financial report in three quarters. Hello, stock exchange. Hello, right? Like that's the conversation. No, it, things don't get swept under the rug in this specific regard. Other things in Jamaica, oh yeah, but the stock market, no. <laughs> So, but also because your stock market is so solid, you guys have better returns, right? Exactly. And that's what I was coming to. So because we have these solid companies and they're performing well and you get in at 17 and you're able to get in, move up to like 145 in the span of like two years, like three years, like that's pretty impressive to to see, you know? So that's really been it. Like we really have solid, solid companies and we have like we regulate very efficiently, right? And I think that has accounted for a lot of the growth. In addition to the fact that, like I said, more people are coming into the market, so more money is involved. And clearly, one of the things that I used to, one of the things that I used to want to see happen is what's happening right now, which is more people getting in the door so that you can compete, for lack of a better word, you can compete for the stocks that you want. So instead of a stock just sitting there for, let's say, three years stagnant at a specific price, and it's a solid company, right? Now you have people competing to get it, so the, the share prices are going up. And like I said, that's been the biggest change. It's just more people coming into the door that haven't been there before, more people at the table that never had a seat before. You know, so that's what that's what's accounted for a lot of the growth that we've been having. And just in general, I mean, the economy has been growing locally too, and that definitely contributed because when you have more money available, people are looking they're not they're not like tightening up like oh my god i need to like keep this money no people are like oh i have an extra ten thousand dollars what can i do with it right so as the economy was growing then the stock market was also growing
1: so what do you think accounted for this push for financial literacy are people just waking up and like being like yo i can like like, make my money, make money. What do you think was the catalyst for that in Jamaica?
0: I think the catalyst is that people started to see me and a handful of other normal people making money from this, right? Because like I said, the first years was all tumbleweed. Like, no one was paying me any attention until I started posting returns. Like, I did this, I have this. Right? And then people were like, oh, can you show me how to do this? Like, that's really where it started. No joke. That's honestly where it started. Once I started, me and a few other people started to be transparent about how much we were making, the returns that we were making, then people were more interested and the interest turned into, for some people, turned into action. Like, well, let me actually figure out how to do this. And then as, like I said, the economy improved, people were like looking to really grow their money and that that helped too like like i said it's just normal people showing them what we have been able to do that's what has changed everything
1: Yeah. And I love it because that's like my whole message, like representation, number one really matters. Like people need to see people like them actually out here doing things like the average everyday person, just like the average everyday nurse, I feel like can be a millionaire. You just have to know the tools and it's really not that hard. It's just that it's not readily available. Right. So talk to me about your investment strategy and how that plays into like your whole platform, thriving dollars platform.
0: Okay, so I'll talk about my overall and I'll talk about something that I've been doing for the past couple of years. So investment strategy, I mean it's it's pretty simple. If you know if you know if you understand the basics of finance, you know spend less than you make et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like that type of thing. like I mean, I've been doing that. I just money comes in, and I have an allocation type system right 20% goes to savings and investments and from that 20% x will go to the stock market like that's pretty much what i've been doing i now doing more proper research in terms of selecting companies so that has tremendously and gotten in some really good ipos that we had like three back to back well not back to back but within the span of a year and a half two years like three or four biggest ipos in history and whoof yeah, let me tell you, I, I came off like, no joke. I'm going to be so honest with you. Like, I remember when the first one, like, when it was announced, I'm like, I'll mortgage the house. Like, I'm serious. Like, this is, I'm doing this. <laughs> this one? Oh, yeah. I'll, Mom, I will sell your kidney. I'm doing this one. <laughs> and I remember having my tuition and I'm like, yeah, school. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I took that tuition and I jumped in and it's tripled you know in the span of a couple of years and it's even with the decline that we've been experiencing recently because of covid still like a hundred percent you know return positive and i'm not even talking about i'm talking about actual profit like take out all the fees and everything like it's at least a 110 profit so that's been an investment strategy just like picking solid companies like that's that's my goal to like i just pick really solid companies and currently because we're having pretty much wholesale pricing on like some of the best companies man when i tell you i've been buying oh my god like if you hear me say i'm broke no like i really mean that i'm cash broke because i'm dumping everything into these companies i'm like is that ncb oh is that we're single not caribs in men. Like, I've just been like, oh, for this price? I remember I got into this company for this price three years ago. And I watched that money go all the way up and now we're back down here, I can get in here again because that's one of the things that I've always paid attention to. Like I got into certain companies at a specific price. And then I watched them skyrocket, and I was always like, dang, I wish I could go back and get that price and get some more. Oh, no, the opportunity is here. So (laughs) I've just been having, I swear to you, a few days since like March, April, just like – Woo, just like, yeah, this is this is literally a transfer of wealth happening that we're not realizing, you know, and I'm really excited that more people are in the game now, so a lot, a lot more young people are going to capitalize than before because it was all a rich person's game up to like three, four, five years ago, but now the young adults are in there, now the young adults are building their portfolios and they're not touching it. You know, so I'm definitely going to see some effects of that in the next couple years, and I'm really excited for these people. As it relates to things that I do on a lower lower level, for children, for every child in my family, I don't believe in like toys. Like I'll buy books, but toys—that's your parents' job. I don't care about that stuff. Like I may buy you some clothes, but that's the extent of it. But for each child, I open a brokerage account for them, so it's a joint account with me and the child. Like I don't don't put parents' names on accounts, and I don't trust y'all. Like, I feel like I'll go in the account and I will be furious. So it's a joint account for me and the child. And for each year on their birthday, I put money into that um, brokerage account and I buy them some stocks and it sits there. The account gets transferred over to them when they're 18. So I just did my first.
1: So is it like, it's just like a traditional custodial account here?
0: Yeah, you can call it that. So I just did my first like transfer of account. You know, so she turned 18. She got her accounts. I just did that earlier this year. That was really exciting. And in addition to transferring her account to her, I got her into a really good IPO. So she'll see some returns as well from that in the next couple of years. But for the other smaller children, like I said, for their birthday, it's their age times a thousand for their birthday. So if you're if you're one, you get a thousand dollars, two, $2,000, $3,000, et cetera. I do this for 18 years, buy you some stocks. You can at least have... I don't pay payment for a house or capital to start a business I, I don't want every everybody has had to start from the beginning and if you keep starting from the beginning you don't build right and I don't want that anymore so I'm trying to set up these children where when if anything should happen to me right if I if, if I leave this earth tomorrow you have stocks and stocks don't go away right you get access to that account when you're 18 you'll be you'll be at least somewhat set like more set than I was. I was when I was 18, like I literally got my first job, came home, told my parents, and you're like, okay, so you can start paying the water bill now. Like that was literally like, oh Congress, so the water bill is yours. Oh, can I get paid first? Like we no, right? So just I just don't want that to be the the energy. Like I want you to feel like you have some resources. Right. And I definitely especially want that for the young women in my family because I've seen my mom, my aunts, my cousins get stuck in abusive relationships because they, they can't afford to leave, you know? And I want to give these young girls the option. Like, if you're there, it's because you want to be there. It's not because you have to be there. Like, I saw how devastating that was. Like, I've seen my dad almost strangle my mom to death. Like, I've seen these things, you know? And when she decided to leave him fully, like, he stopped taking care of me financially because he knew she, could, he knew she couldn't, right? And I've experienced what when she had to rely on someone else and then i had to deal with some of the sexual abuse from that like i've seen and experienced a lot of these things and i just don't want that to be the cycle like i don't want us to keep having to start over i don't want us to keep you know just just being stuck i want us i want you to be further at 18 than i was at at 30. no joke i want you to be further than i that i will be next year at 30 that if someone had done this for me when I was young, my life would have looked so much different, you know? I definitely want to pass on some. I want to pass on privilege. I don't want to pass on trauma. I want to pass on a head start. You know, those are the things that are really important to me. So that's what I do for the children. And a smaller thing that I do, because I still want people to get it in their heads that you can start with anything, right? So I I have a little, actually found this from you guys, so I was on Pinterest and I saw that you have a $5 saving challenge. So $5 is technically like 500, maybe like 750 Jamaican dollars. I'm not saving that every time. So no, that's not on the table. But what I decided to do was to do a 50 Jamaican dollar saving challenge. So that's a couple that's a couple cents for you guys. So every time I come in contact with a $50 bill, I put that money aside or any coins like spare change, I put that money aside and... Like at least once per quarter or once per month, depending on how much it is. I go to the go to my brokerage company, I deposit that amount, and I buy some stocks. So I call it, it's a case study that I run. It's my blue chip, dollar cost averaging case study. So I just pick one stock, just one solid blue chip. So I don't want you to think about having to do research to find out if it's a good company. We know who Jamaica Brothers is. You're going to buy chicken. KFC in Jamaica is the national dish. Regardless of what they tell the world, Kentucky Fried Chicken is the national dish. Kentucky Fried Chicken gets chicken from Jamaica broilers. Jamaicans are going to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken every Friday and every Saturday and every Sunday. Right? We're not doing any kind of research. Why
1: would you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken when y'all
0: got Oh, no, no, no. It's in Jamaica, if anything, jerk chicken is for the tourists. Or if you can't afford the KFC. But KFC in Jamaica, it's like... We have a special relationship with it, right? Oh my God, it's so nasty. (laughs) Y'all's KFC here is nasty. Or KFC, oh my God, it's elite. No joke, it's elite. (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: I'm okay okay all right I'm gonna try some KFC when I come to Jamaica next
0: yo y'all's KFC I had that last year I'm like what is this nasty (laughs) like this is nasty so or like if you think of Popeyes but like way better that's or that's or KFC in Jamaica far better okay because Popeyes is good but a KFC is yeah it's far better like I keep having Popeyes here and I'm like kfc would kfc would sweep the floor with you like jamaican kfc would just sweep the floor with Popeyes. (laughs) so so it's not i I don't want people to be doing like extensive research or get stuck picking a company like we know we know who the solid companies are pick one and when you pick one put your spare change i'm not asking you to save money i'm not asking you to set aside money from your salary i'm saying the spare change that you're going to be using to buy random snacks or it's going to get lost in your coach, put that money into the stock, regardless of the price of the stock, right? So if the if you buy initially... So I'll tell you what I've been doing for Jamaica Broad is if I can actually pull it up real quick too. So when I got in earlier this year, my first purchase was at around $42 or something. And so I was able to get... How much money did I have? Like, let me... Okay, here we go. Let me just pull it up real quick. So I had... Three thousand, sorry, four thousand one hundred dollars, and from that I was able to just buy a couple of shares of this stock. But because of COVID, the price of the stock has continued to decrease. So I've been able to put to get more shares each each go around versus how much I got at the very beginning. And so that's what I want people to be doing. Like I literally do this to write a report on it, to put it on the blog, because I really just want you to understand that your spare change can make you money. Because thus far in spare change with me being in Jamaica, like like actively spending money, because I haven't been really going out and using money. So I've invested thus far, like close to $30,000, which would be, I guess we can say, probably about 250 US dollars, right? And that's all spare change and that's an investment and it sits there. Like I just do it for the year, I leave it. The next year I'm gonna so in January I'm gonna pick a next um company and I'm gonna repeat the process and I'm just gonna keep writing about it. Like what will happen if you leave this there for two, three years, right? I did my first round that started in 2017 and I that company did really well for me. You know? So yeah, it's just like just just make it so I just want to make it approachable for people. I don't want you to be thinking like yeah. you have to have money put aside. Like I'm just asking you to save your snack money that you're going to use on some banana chips. Like just put that money into some stocks and just watch what that does, you know? And even better too, I tell people to, to use it, to not do anything productive. Like this is your stunt money. When you, when you eventually like, accumulate all your returns and whatever, when you're ready to sell, book a trip, sis. Like buy some shoes, buy a bag. Don't, don't like think of. Oh, I need to make a deposit. No, I want you to use that money to do something fun for yourself, so that you'll be excited to repeat the process.
1: Yes, yes, I love it. I love how you make investing or just financial literacy like the things that make building wealth super approachable for everybody. And I just want to talk about like what has like the knowledge that you gained over the years, like what has that done for you financially?
0: Oh, my life is far different. Like, it's crazy. Whenever people reach out to me, you know, it's always funny. It's always, it always starts with, so are you, in, are you even in Jamaica? Like before I even ask you anything, are you here? Because <laughs> I'd be gone, <laughs> you know, but like that even just having those, colors, like it's hilarious. Even my whole, my whole mom, she'd be like, are you, where are you? right? Because I really just be like, eh, mm, gone, right? So it's definitely look, looked a lot different. Like, even just having, first of all, peace of mind, let's take everything off the table and just put that there. The fact that I know confidently that I can cover whatever comes, I'll be like, just the fact that I know that I'll be okay, that matters to me a whole lot, you know? I don't think, even when I was saving money, I don't know that I had that before because I knew how to save, but I wasn't investing. So I just had whatever money I put aside when I went back three years later, like that's the money that was still gonna be there. You know, but no, like seeing the power of compound interest or when I get them dividend checks, I'm like, oh, what's like, I'll check my accounts. I'm like, why does this look like I have more? Than- oh, I got some free money. Okay, right. Like even just that's exciting to me and I'm able to reinvest that that money. But even more so than what it has done for me personally, I'm seeing how it's impacted the people around me, right? Talking about my immediate family and my friends, because I, I preach, right? I preach, and if I don't feel like you're hearing me, I'm going to come back, and I'm going, to, I'm going to keep simplifying until you get it. Like, that's something that I make sure that I do. And just seeing my cousin, she turned 18, and I was able to transfer her account to her and then teach her how to buy into an IPO, Like I know that's gonna pay dividends years down the line. My older cousin, she looks to me a lot for like guidance, advice, everything. And just like talking through things with her and showing her like I'll show her my actual like my actual account, like this is where I started. Look at this, look at this and I'll show her year over year what that looks like and she gets excited and then she'll be putting away her little money and then she'll come to me like, okay, so I want to buy some stocks and we'll talk to good companies and she'll pick one and just her getting into the habit because this is, this has never been done in my family before, right? I'm literally the first and well, I'm not the only anymore, but I am the first person who ventured into this world and older people still don't get it. You know, it takes a while for them to catch up. They're not on board because my thing has always been as a family we need to create a company, an LLC, right? And we're going to set our board of directors, which are us people, right? And we're all going to put money into this LLC and this LLC is going to buy assets and hold assets. But they, they, they're not ready for the conversation. So I'm just, you know, I've just been doing my own LLC, my own asset holdings, but if they're ready to catch up, then, you know, I'll be happy to bring people on board or at least show them how to do it. But just seeing how that looks for the people around me when i talk through like when i sit with her daughter and she doesn't understand anything she's five but i'm still talking to her about money or she'll get her little letter from the bank and i'm like okay let's read what the people are saying this is you know like i'm showing her her statement i'm saying this is this is your money like these little things that i'm doing with her like she doesn't get it yet but she will you know and i'm really excited to see what that looks like five years down the line when I'm able to have a real conversation with her when she's 10, 11 and actually sit with her and share and show her account. And, you know, like just being, just being able to get, start giving her that knowledge super early, you know, and just watch the trajectory of her life change because everyone in my family, the women have always just gone to school, finished, barely finished high school. If they did, most of them didn't and got pregnant. Like no joke. Like that's always been it. Like I'm, almost 30 without a child and that's that's i'm like a unicorn so i swear to you like i it's it's to the point where you know they get and i say when are you gonna have a child like bye you had a child young you were bro not doing that <laughs> but like just you know just even being able to make it this age without a child with investments being able to travel freely this i've never seen i've never seen an example of this like i'm literally creating an example from something that i've never witnessed.
1: That is so dope. And I love how you're empowering the women in your family because that's the whole thing. Like what people don't understand about money and wealth is that it gives you choices. And just that choice alone can prevent somebody from being in an abusive relationship, can have somebody leave toxic work environments. I mean, it gives you so much choice. And especially as women, I feel like we need to build personal wealth so that we can run our lives how we want to. And it just equals freedom. It's not about like people think like real like wealth is like millions and millions in the bank. Real wealth is when you can do what you want to do because you have the financial backing to know that you'll be okay. And so I love what you're doing to the women of, for the women in your family in particular. But also, it's not even that you're not just like giving them money and giving them these accounts. You have a whole platform that teaches them how to use it. <laughs> So you're giving them the knowledge base. So it's not like they're just getting this inheritance and they're about to go out and spend it. They're also getting the knowledge behind it. And knowledge is power. Knowledge is worth so much more. And like you said, it pays dividends tenfold over and over and over again. And so it's something that they can pass on to the generation. Because you, once, you, once you are open to this world, you can't unlearn it. The thing is, is that people, people don't even know that this side of the game exists because they're in whatever cycle that they're in. And that's why I really wanted to bring you on here is because you have cracked the code that so many people haven't. And I mean, it doesn't take much and people just need to understand that. It doesn't take much. It takes a little bit of a time investment. Like you said, you was pissed off. You got those audio books, but you spent some time, you invested in the knowledge. You learned another language for yourself basically, but that was free that was free. And what it has returned to you like is phenomenal. I mean, Kanisha is all over the place. You know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. She moves. She is gone. But what she has learned, she also shares with other people. And that's the, the bomb part about it is that you are empowering so many other people just because you were brave enough to take that step and you were able to teach yourself about money and how to trade and all these different kinds of things. And I hope you have an American account too. since <laughs> I think that this is super duper incredible. And that's why I wanted to bring you on is because every body has the ability to build wealth, no matter what your background is, but especially for nurses, like we don't have an excuse. If you are a nurse in America and you're getting a salary you have what it takes to build wealth because it didn't, it doesn't take much. Instead of thinking about buying bags or like buying these expensive shoes for your kids that they're going to tear up next month, put that money to work for you and you won't ever regret it. I just wanted to also know. So after all this stuff, has your mom started listening to you about money?
0: (laughs) She's, she's getting there. Like we've had, I keep, I'm, I'm getting a lot stricter with her. Like I'm at the age where I'm parenting my parents. It's a weird dynamic shift. Like it's weird to me. Like we had a conversation. I think I was in Baltimore last year or something, or I was on the phone with her, like talking through some decision that she was about to make. And I remember just having a moment in the car, like, how did you raise me? Like, how am I even alive with your decision-making skills? Like this is, what is this? <laughs> you know, like I'm asking questions and she said, oh, I don't know. I'm like, well, you should, you know, and I'm just like, this is weird to me, like parenting your parents, that's like, nothing can prepare you for that that part, but when I started getting into this, I remember saying to her, at bare minimum, you need to open your retirement account, like, you ain't got no job where you get that funded for you, like, you you gotta create that for yourself, and she was, I don't have the money, I don't have the money, and I remember sitting her down one day, and this is gonna sound mean, but it needed to happen, I sat her down and I said, listen, if you get on this plane and you leave Jamaica without opening that account, I'm going to insure you so good that if anything happens to you, I'm going to live very happily, very wealthy for a really long time. Make your decision. And she was shocked because I'm young twenties, but I'm just like, you are playing games. Right. And so she was like, I think she was offended at first but then i guess she thought about it because then she came to me like on the morning of her flight she's like let's go open the account i'm like you have a flight in a couple hours she's like no no let's go so we went up there she presented her ids and everything to get that photocopy she signed the blank papers and i completed the process for her but she knew i was serious like you, you've got to stop playing these games and she fell off for a bit but i've been trying to get her back like I'm at the point where I just took her account information. So I'm like, I'm just going to log in and just be transferring money out of the account into your retirement because you're like, I'm not going to keep doing this with you, right? You keep sending me random things on Amazon. Like, can you order this for me? I'll send you the money. Says, I'm going to need you to put some of that money for these things that you don't need into your retirement account because guess what? That burden falls on me. I am your only child. Hello. That, that's my responsibility. They, I'm trying to protect myself here. <laughs> like, like, listen. I'm gonna be so honest. Like, a lot of the things that I do have selfish motivations behind them. Especially as it relates to like empowering the women in my family. Because I need you to have money, so you don't gotta ask me for none. Like, that's that's a real thing for me. Like, don't ask. I don't want you to ask me for any money. If you got your own, you won't you won't ask me. And everything that I learn, I share with all my friends right? This is how we're going to build wealth. Like, this is how we're going to get to these, these multi-six-figure years. I'm showing you the play because I do not want you to ask me for any money. That's a thing that I'm very strict on. Like, don't ask. Please don't ask. And if I say we're going to pull up to Bali tomorrow, I don't need you to tell me how you can't afford it because I'm going to go without you. I'm going to go without you. So I need you to have your coins. So when I say, let's get passport ready, you're meeting me at the airport. No bullshit. Like that's a serious thing for me. You know, COVID kind of stumped on some plans that I had, but that's, that's literally the direction that I'm heading in. So mom is catching up. My dad is catching up too. Like He is a little bit better than mom in terms of he'll send me money. So, I take money from him like every month or at least once a quarter, and I'm buying some stocks for him and actively investing for him. And I think he got excited because he sent me some money a couple of years ago. It was maybe like 40,000 Jamaican dollars, so like 350, 300 US. And I randomly sent him a screenshot last year, like your little 40K that you sent me is like 120K. No, hello, sir. You want to send me some more? you know, like I'm doing triple digit returns for you over here. You're not making this anywhere else. So exactly. he's been excited to keep sending me money. So we do that. And then now he wants to learn how the U.S. stock market works. So I'm gathering that information and I'm going to be passing that on to him and then setting him up with someone here who can help him to get get that process going. So they're, they're, they're coming around, but it's been slow. You, you know, old people, they take it take
1: a little bit longer. <laughs> it takes some time, girl. Yes, yes. Yeah, they take a while to get there. But yeah,
0: working on them. Yes, yes.
1: I love it. I love it. And then I wanted to know, like, as far as like the um, Jamaican stock market. So, yeah, we had some dips in March. But baby, right now, the market is crazy. Like, it's all time highs across the board. Like, have you guys seen a rebound yet?
0: we're seeing some sort of a rebound but not to that extent. It's going to take us a while longer to catch up than you guys are. And also, I'm going to be so honest, I think a lot of the growth is junk growth like it's it's not like real actual sustain sustainable type of growth. It's really just like Let's dump some steroids into this one stock like that. I think that's a lot of what y'all have been doing. We can't do that. So so that's been helpful. But we're we're not seeing, we're seeing some sort of a rebound, but we're still pretty much, like we've been stable, right? Like we had a massive dip, then we got stable and we've just been steady since. Like we're just, we're treading. That's where we are, but I'm still gonna just put this out there. You know, if you're thinking about investing, like this is the time to start, like, listen to me. These prices... For these companies, they're not gonna be here in the next year or two years, right? So, if you're really looking to build some wealth, like you really need to be getting in on some of these companies. If you're a Jamaican, stop playing games, right? You stop playing games that you need. So reach out to someone, get some information, find out who the solid companies are. And we're not looking at the, st- the, the current stock price because you people will do that. Like, oh, but why, if it's such a good company, why is it only trading for X? Ma'am, because it's on wholesale. It's on discount. It's on clearance, right? <laughs> You're going to buy. You're going to get in the door, get in the door early. Like I remember this come, there's this company, NCB. My first time buying that stock, when I was just learning, I got in at $17. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I sold at like 60. And I thought I was pretty impressive because that, like that was a lot of returns. That company went all the way up to $200 and I kicked myself every day. I'm like, dude, from 17? Man, what? All the way up to 200? To I know they've dipped and they're like at, in the 140 range. Like, just that one stock. And that was even my only, because like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. That was my only poor decision at the time. I've gotten into other companies at like $15 and I got out at like, like they declined and I'm like, Ooh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Or they had two bad quarters. And I'm like, Ooh, no, no, no. And I jumped out, but I'm not thinking about long-term. Like these companies over the long-term are going nowhere. They're not leaving. Right. And I, I got out and I shouldn't have, and these companies went all the way up to a hundred dollars and I'm like, dang man. But when you don't know, you don't know. Right but I, but that's how you learn though that's how you learn exactly exactly so just buy solid companies and stick with them for the long haul like for real for real. and that's the same
1: thing I was telling people in March and man people were like calling me like on the line like should I sell should I sell I said baby you got some extra money (laughs) if you have some extra money I would buy because I mean like things that were went down to like $20, 30 or like six, $700 now, like crazy returns. That's within this year, you guys. So imagine you don't get paid like that at work, okay? You don't get paid like that anywhere else. So I mean, I think people should really take this seriously the way to really build wealth is through investing. That's the only way to really build wealth. And so people really need to tap into that. Even if it's just passive investing, I teach buy and hold investing, but just do it. And don't try to run, get in and out of the market if you're not ready for that life. Like Just buy and hold and you'll be way further ahead than you would be just by not doing anything. So I love what you're teaching, Kanisha. Tell the good people how they can learn more about you and your platform,
0: Thriving Dollars. Okay, we are everywhere on Al Gore's internet, like we exist everywhere. <laughs> but you know, let me just say this before I get into that, what you mentioned, or just know, sorry, about just buying, just making sure to even if you're investing passively like i said i found my current investment strategy my blue chip dollar cost averaging that i do i figured that out through your five dollar challenges that you have here so even if you can do something as simple as every time you come in contact with a five dollar bill you have that as seed money to put into your brokerage account to buy a specific stock or a partial share of a stock like apple or amazon or whatever the case is right because i remember when amazon was like a hundred dollars and i thought that was expensive and woof, a like, hundred dollars is like we see a hundred dollar amazon stock again like i don't know that i don't think that's gonna happen in this lifetime. like that's that's done for right but just if you can just get like these just make it as simple for yourself as possible like i'm not asking you or telling you to put money aside from your salary if you can't right? Literally take spare change and make some progress with it. Like I've gotten designer bags out of these spare change, this fair change investment strategy, right? So just do it that way to make it simpler for yourself and make it something that you're excited to actually do. Because if I'm telling you to put money away from your salary, you're going to be like, oh, what next thing? And then like, you feel the dread of it versus like, oh, I have a $5 here. Let's see what I can do with this. You know, and you feel a little bit more excited when you see these little amounts start to accumulate. But once you start to see that, then you're going to want to make that salary work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you start that's and that's a trick too, cause I get people in the game that way. But then they're like, "This is not enough. Like I want to do more." So it's actually it's, just, it's actually a little trick, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just want to get you in the door and get you primed, and then once I get you primed, you're gonna take off on your own, or you're gonna come to me like, "I have clients Come to come into me like, "Yeah, nah, can we do more stuff?" And I'm like, "Well, let's set you up as an LLC, sis. Let's go." You know, like I have a young doctor. I'm building. I'm having her build a company around herself, so we can start writing off more for. Things related to her expenses, like it's a, it's a different level. No, you know, so it's a different level. But once I get you in the door, because I remember when I met her, we were starting at the basics. Like sis didn't even have insurance. You're a doctor, how oh, you don't got insurance, <laughs> right? And we got her insurance set up. We got her retirement set up. We got some of her investment set up. And now we're looking to move into the higher level stuff. Like let's talk about these taxes. Like what can we write off? Like it's it's a different level. But once I get you primed you are like i said you are you gonna accelerate on your own so it's just a little trick to get people in in the game you know get off the sidelines get in the game yeah but that i just wanted to to, to throw in that last part as for where they can find us so it's thriving dot thriving dollars on instagram facebook twitter and kenny Shea-Maze everywhere as well kenny com, kenny Shea-Maze instagram facebook twitter also clubhouse is pretty new but been popping up there so i have a money made of club on clubhouse where are like 600 deep i wow go ahead can you see it oh no what happened like i mean i like people just i'm getting like i'm adding like 50 something people per day at minimum i'm like i don't know what wow girl i gotta get my club started i'm, I'm playing around sorry so it's been pretty impressive. So we have really dope conversations on there. So the Money Meetup is actually a live event series that I hosted in Jamaica. And COVID, she just came to and she just stomped all over it. But I recreated it online on Clubhouse. So it's curating just dope conversations, business and finance conversations with interesting people. So that's what I've been doing on there. So if you get on Clubhouse, just, you know, hit me up, hit me up, hit me up, get. Join the Money Meetup Club. Follow me on there and join the conversation. If you get on Clubhouse, you know you gotta, you
1: gotta be invited. You gotta be. <laughs> anyway, Kanisha, is your story is amazing. I love what you're doing. I love how you're empowering your family. I love how you're creating generational wealth for your family and encouraging other people to do the same. You are a phenomenal woman, and yeah, I can't wait to see your. Future glow up. I mean, you're not even 30 years old and you're out here doing this. And so, boom, you are a true inspiration. I'm
0: going to be the rich auntie that I aspire to be, you know? <laughs> like, I'm always. Yes, yes, rich auntie.
1: Hashtag rich auntie. I love it. I hope you guys enjoy Canicia's money journey as much as I did. What she has been able to accomplish and she's not even 30 for her family is really spectacular that's why i wanted to share it with you guys because i know you can relate and these are things that are replicable you don't even have to go through the rigmarole that she did in translating the u.s stock market to the jamaican stock market the point is pick solid companies and continuously invest lesson number one when the market dropped in march i cannot tell you how many people reached out to me thinking that they should jump out of the stock market well for me i thought it was a tremendous opportunity to get companies that i love for a cheap price and that is the same thing Kinesia has done
0: i got into certain companies at a specific price and then I watched them skyrocket and I was always like, damn, I wish I could go back and get that price and get some more. Oh no, the opportunity is here. Lesson number two.
1: One of the things Kanisha attributes her success to is finding a mentor that poured into her. But he has shared the same knowledge with multiple people, which goes to show that it's not really about what you know. It's about taking action on that knowledge, just like Kanishi did.
0: My thing with my mentor is I don't lean on him, right? He'll give me information and I'll come back tenfold. I don't sit at his feet to get the entire play. And I think that's why he's continued to invest in me because he's like, I give everybody the same information. You're not special. The difference is I see what you have done with it. Lesson number three. Kinesia has definitely
1: become the rich auntie she aspired to. She is setting her family members up with a strong financial foundation that
0: includes
1: the knowledge to be able to continue on a strong financial legacy.
0: It's a joint account for me and the child. And for each year on their birthday, I put money into that um, brokerage account and I buy them some stocks and it sits there. The account gets transferred over to them when they're 18.
1: you've been listening to nurses on fire if you want to learn more about me or my guests check out our show notes page if you found value please support our show by supporting our sponsors and affiliates also listed in the show notes if you like what you're hearing we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating and subscribe on apple spotify google or whatever podcast app you're using to stream this show you guys tell all the nurses in your life to subscribe, and if you know a nurse with a compelling money story and would like me to feature them, shoot me an email at at com. alright you All right, y'all. Much love and keep them fires blazing. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't
0: forget to subscribe. Bye bye. Oh.